Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. An Elio's original. Each week, we decide who's to blame for a historical tragedy. And each week, you tell us if we got it right. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and this is The Aftermath. The Aftermath. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Aftermath. Today we're speaking with guest expert Daniele Malomo, an assistant professor at McGill University in Montreal specializing in structural and earthquake engineering. Let's hear what he has to say about the Genoa Bridge Collapse of 2018. Daniele, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you, Rebecca. Happy to be here. Can you start off by giving our listeners a little background on your area of expertise? Sure. So I'm an assistant professor of structural engineering at McGill University in Montreal, Canada. And so my main, you know, specialization or discipline, if you want, is structural engineering. And uh, I usually operate in the the earthquake engineering fields and as well as in computational mechanic fields. So what type of bridge was the Morandi Bridge and How does it compare to modern cable-stayed bridges? Yeah, so that's a very good question. So often I've seen in in, in many, you know, newspapers and so on that the Rangi Bridge is strongly called a suspension bridge, but this is not true because uh, so what happens with the um, suspension bridges is that uh, the cables which are anchored are basically bearing all the load. What happened with the Morandi Bridge instead, which is essentially a cable-stayed bridge, is that uh, there are two main different, um, basically the principle is different. You have a, a central antenna, which is bearing the compressive loads. 
Then you do have these cables or stays, which are instead bearing the load of the deck, which is the horizontal element uh, where basically you have automobiles and, and all the traffic. And so uh, what it's very peculiar about the Morandi Bridge is that um, it's, uh, it's composed by two main substructures, if you want. One is the more is the more common um, beam bridge, if you want, with seven, uh, with six actually v, uh, piers, and then you do have this tree. Uh, we call them balance system, which has these very peculiar structures, which are essentially uh, one of the one of the balance system collapsed, and um, and the old bridge. So the entire bridge was more than one kilometer, and um, so the, the peculiarity about this system is that. Um, he had just uh, four stays that were supporting the balance systems, whereas in modern bridges, in modern cable state bridges, you do have dozens of them. Mm. So this is the main difference, I would say. So the it's the bridge has been described as having a, a lack of redundancy. That's what they call it. Um, can you explain to us what that means? Yeah, so I think they refer to the fact that these balance systems where essentially the fact is that since they, they did have only four stays, well, if one of the you know, components failed, well, this, has, this, this may have a disproportionate effect on the, on, the, on the structure if the other part of the structure can actually bear the load. And this is exactly what happened. So the, the Mirandi Bridge's tie rods are made out of concrete and not metal. Uh, is that unusual? Is, is that correct? Do you have any idea why... The, the bridge's architect, Morandi, would choose to do that? Yeah, so I think we, we should, uh, first of all, reflect on the, on the historic period when the Morandi Bridge has been built, which is uh, basically in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And what happened in Italy is that uh, steel was, uh, was, uh, was very expensive, right? And so we didn't really have the capacity of producing a lot of steel in Italy, and um, domestically, I mean. And so, you know, there was, a, in that specific period, reinforced concrete, was thought to be limitless. And uh, basically, people were saying that uh, concrete could last thousands of years, which obviously now we, we, we know that that, is, that that is not true. So there was, I would say, an overconfidence in reinforced concrete. And Italy, in that specific period, had rediscovered pre-stressed concrete, which is a, a sub, I would, I would say, category of reinforced concrete. And, uh, and so I, I think Morandi got fascinated by this new technology, as many, many engineers of that period. And this is one of the reasons why he decided to build the Morandi Bridge with that system. So uh, what environmental factors then contributed to the corrosion of the bridge's structure? Because uh, my understanding is that it, it actually was, the concrete was penetrable. Yeah, so that, that's a good point, actually, because we know that the reinforced concrete basically is made of two different materials, right? You do have concrete itself, which is a permeable material by default, and um, and you have steel. So when you put together these materials, you have first a uh, basically the outer shell of concrete, which is permeable, but then you have corrosion-prone steel reinforcements, right? So it's uh, clearly durability is there is a, is a, is, a, is a main issue, and. Um, and clearly, building a bridge with reinforced concrete has its own disadvantages, and corrosion is one of them. We also have other, you know, uh, problems that may arise, including creep, temperatures, and all those things that, you know, 50 years ago, we didn't know all these things, right? And uh, we know now that reinforced concrete structures can last 50, 100 years. And so it's, uh, it's, um, the knowledge that we do have now is fundamentally different from what these engineers had at the time. So, oh, so you're saying concrete structures last only 50 years? 
Well, that really depends. I'm obviously referring to buildings in this oh. case, but uh, even even in cases of bridges, well, more than 100 years, it's it's uh, it's it's something, right? Yeah. Um, I, I so I, I guess I I I also had the 1960s mentality where I thought they would last forever. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is unfortunately not true, and and that is why you know I'm working a lot with existing structures. That's something that I that I will say is that we need to care about the structures that we have now and. Uh, well, uh, the Miranda Bridge might be an example of that, right? Yes. So what kind of maintenance goes into a bridge like the Mirandi Bridge? How often are, are they in need of repairs? Well, again, that is a little bit difficult to say. So I'm, I'm not, I don't know exactly what kind of what really happened in terms of maintenance there. What I do know is that, uh, um, well, there were usually in bridges, we do have periodical maintenance that are scheduled. And uh, for the Morandi Bridge, uh, it is it is uh, 100% sure that um, there were some, you know, deterioration phenomena in the 90s. And there are some reports that, uh, that clearly state that. And, um, and we also know that, you know, there were some retrofitting of one of the balance systems, one of the, of the piers, and that was Pier 11. That was again in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And the, the balance system that collapsed, which is also some, sometimes referred as, to as uh, Pier 9, has been never um, retrofitted, I would say. But uh, uh, I you know, don't want to go in detail there because I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not 100% aware of the kind of maintenance they, they, they implemented there. Gotcha. So uh, who, who is usually in charge of, of the oversight of a bridge or the maintenance of that yeah, so that, that really depends on the on the type of bridge, so on the importance of the bridge as well as the the dimension or scale, if you want. So you it, bridges might be owned by by the government, and uh, since you are in the US, might be you know at the federal level as well as the at the provincial level or the state level. But it can also be owned by municipalities or even private companies. And so in uh, in uh, in the case of the Morandi, I, I'm really not aware of any of these of these um, specific details. But this is what what happens usually with bridges. Can you explain to us uh, how the Mirandi Bridge fell? Uh, in how did it fail, and literally how did it how did it fall? Yeah, so uh, it's uh, you know we do have contrast con- like um, we do have uh, uh, contrasting information about that, but uh, there are some videos that have been released that um, it's in, I mean they would suggest that uh, the failure mode, and this is I think widely accepted is due to the failure of one of the stays. So the Morandi Bridge has these uh, uh, four stays in the, in the Pier 9, mm-hmm. and it seems that one of those actually failed. And um, so, the, the, you know, we know, the, what, you know what, what happened in terms of failure. And uh, again, this is um, uh, still a uh, still object, object of debate. We don't know the real causes yet. Right. And so in, uh, you know, Rebecca, in, in some of our work, we um, we basically analyze the bridge and uh, and um, analyze the consequences of three main scenarios. So we basically uh, did we, we started from uh, publicly available material and um, made some hypotheses. And from our study, it seems that um, the collapse had been induced by um, a failure of the stay. So it actually and that was before the the release of the video, which was uh, encouraging, but still. You know, in numerical modeling, there are different assumptions and hypotheses that have been made. So it's really difficult to say uh, what really happened without uh, seeing the data. And I have not seen the real data, so the experimental data and all those things. Gotcha. H- how has bridge building or uh, of this type uh, evolved since 1967? 
Yeah, so a lot, of, a lot, a lot actually happened since then, right? And uh, now it seems that architects and engineers prefer these lighter shapes made of steel and, and metals in general. But uh, still, reinforced concrete bridges are out there, but uh, stays are usually made by 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 stays. I mean, by, by steel now. So it's uh, what 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 um, Ricardo Morandi did with the Morandi bridge was uh, was. Uh, using a rather peculiar technique, so we don't use those anymore. But what I can say about cable-state bridges is that usually we use, again, I, I think I, I've said that already, dozens of cables to support our text. But still, the principle is more or less the same. So you have these cables which are in tension and the, uh, which are supporting the text and the antenna or towers, which is uh, in compression, basically. We, we live in Los Angeles, uh, so... And it's, you know, very well known for its freeways and elaborate overpasses. Uh, and, and while we were talking about this episode, we couldn't, uh, about this terrible tragedy, we couldn't help but think, you know, what else could, what else is out there? What else, uh, what other bridge could fall? Knowing what we know now, that a relatively modern bridge like the Mirandi Bridge can be vulnerable to such a tragedy. How nervous should we be driving around on our roadways? Can this happen again? Well, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a good question. And just to be a little bit alarming, it can happen again, and it will, unfortunately. And why is that? Well, there is a very good article uh, by, by Forbes in 2019, and they did this uh, investigative um, research, and they point out that in the U.S. alone, so we have more than uh, 150 million daily crossings on uh, uh, over 40K bridges, which are actually structurally deficient. So you can imagine how bad is the situation in the U.S., wow. but it is not only in the U.S. So it's actually a, a worldwide problem. And uh, just, you know, I'm in Canada, so I'll, I'll talk about Canada. We have more than um, 60% of our bridges in Canada have been built before the 60s. Wow. And this means that, you know, those bridges have been built before the introductions of uh, robust building codes, and uh, and uh, that is definitely a problem. And uh, in Italy, and this is just because we are talking about the Brandy yeah. Bridge, it seems that uh, we do have more than uh, 40k uh, road bridges, and well, 2k of those bridges we don't even know who is responsible. So just to, to to give you you know a picture of what is happening there. Wow. So y you said that some of the the bridges are structurally deficient. Is there a way for normal people like us to access information on the bridges that, that we're driving on? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that the DOT, so the Department of Transportation of each state, uh, usually lists the uh, you know, bridges which are critical for the specific state. Obviously, another source of information might be the scientific literature, which is now more and more open access for uh, uh, the, the general public. So that is another option. And there are definitely technical reports by the DOT which are available to the general public. So one can definitely be informed about these things. And finally, at the end of the day, if you had to pick a person, an organization or a thing, it can be a concept that is to blame for this devastating uh, bridge collapse, who or what would that be? I know that you don't have all of the, the data in front of you. Perhaps what, what element would have stopped, could have helped stop this from happening? Yeah, so I, I don't think I can really, you know, answer clearly to this question. What can I say, Rebecca, is that uh, I really hope that in the future we'll be, uh, you, we will learn uh, how to, you know, care about our structures and how to, instead of, you know, building bridges, building 
new buildings, I, w- I would really see engineers, architects, and planners to uh, invest in in the rehabilitation of what we already have, uh-huh. which is definitely a more sustainable solution. And uh, these structures can uh, last more if you care about them. So this is one one thing that uh, that that I would uh, that, that I really hope for. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Daniele, uh, for you know, helping us understand this. It can be hard for us who are not, you know, scientists or engineers to, uh, you know, understand these things. So I'm grateful for bringing insight to them. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for this opportunity. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have stress and anxiety we carry around as we go about our everyday life. At The Alarmist, we know it's always better to say it out loud and talk it through. Whenever I stress about the sinking of the Titanic, I don't sit with those thoughts in a dark room. I turn on the lights and dive right into it. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and work through what's really going on. Maybe you can't stop spiraling or catastrophizing. I started therapy over 10 years ago and never looked back. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Heck, we sometimes change our minds and rethink the verdict at The Alarmist. And that's also okay when it comes to therapists. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Alarmist today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Alarmist. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. And fact checker Chris Smith. Hello. So, you know, some eye-opening commentary or, mm-hmm. or, or just insight into the potential dangers out there as we drive. You know, we had the feeling that it was a scary thing to do. Mm-hmm. And it's been confirmed that we it should will happen all be again. alarmed. That's right. <laughs> you can uh, go on to CarMax and see about selling your car because you're not going to want to <laughs> go out in the road anymore. Yeah. And you're not going to want to walk over 
a bridge either. No. So flying is really jetpacks, maybe. Mm. Um, yes, jetpacks are definitely going to be safer. Safe. Jetpacks. I think uh, in go general from driving than, to jetpacks. Um, I think what was interesting about something that I just wanted to point off initially that I noticed from his conversation was this idea that that we touched on in the initial episode, but that reinforced concrete was limitless, which yes. really does again just beg the question: What do we think is limitless right now? That in twenty years we're going to be like Jesus. Um, <laughs> Nope, we were wrong. Yeah. I know, I know. It's it's that. I mean, just thinking about it, it it makes me laugh, but it also <laughs> makes me. Uh, I think it's because I'm so scared. Sure. You know, like what is it? Is it? Um, I don't know. Something. It's gonna be something. It's you know. It's got to be maybe phones. You know, the fact that we're carrying mm. around like a or maybe vaccines. Stop, Chris. Oh, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Clay, Clay, one of Clayton's favorite books, or I remember way back in college, he used to love this book, was uh, was it The Fountainhead or Atlas Shrugged, where the guy invented the new kind of metal? The guy who, well, I loved both of, reading both of them, but that, what was the question? That what? The the guy who invented the new kind of metal, the railroad tycoon. Oh, Reardon, he, like Henry, Henry Reardon. Reardon. It was, yeah. um, that was... Atlas Shrugged, I think. Yes, but it was uh, it was the fountainhead who was uh, the main character was the architect who was, oh. he was the architect right. But I was just thinking building. because that was a new kind of metal, and I remember distinctly that conversation he had with uh, the I forget what what her name was, uh, but th- they had this conversation about the future and mm. how great it's going to be because of how great this new metal was. Dagny mm. Taggart, Dagny Taggart, exactly. Yes, yes, and that just made me think of. Um, the uh, Mirandi when he was so excited about this new pre-stressed concrete which was like Mm -hmm. brand new it's the new thing so I I think there may have been an overexcitement there Mm. and he said that Mirandi's technique was like arguably unique but I really appreciated that he said like first I, I don't know exactly the question but he said like for this first let us reflect on the beauty of the like historic nature of this bridge like it's clear that at the time there was a lot of pride and excitement about the choices that were being made around the construction and the overall look of this bridge yes which goes back to the vanity thing that we were talking about yes uh, i mean it what would it feels like one of these tragedies that are uh, they're just so sad because there's and they're is not a lot not that there isn't anything to blame but it's just like you know you can't turn back the the you can't turn back time Mm -hmm. right so they were going with they were building and constructing things with the knowledge that they had at the time and the materials they had and the material Mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm. information which was positive you know yeah well that's that's what Go ahead, Clay. I think I was just going to say what I think was what is also really positive and really beautiful about what Daniele said was this idea that you know let's learn to not just move on to new construction, but let's learn to love and care for the structures that we've already built that already exist. And using engineering, you know, we have made so many advances. We can save these things. They don't just need to crumble and fall to dust. Like we can upgrade them, maintain them, so that they can be used for you know, many, many generations to come. And I, a hundred percent, I agree. And 
Furthermore, um, and this is just my own sort of thinking, uh, Danielle, I didn't say anything about this, but let's be let's have skepticism about what is considered new high tech and state of the art now. Right. I mean, I I think, of course, about um, the Keystone pipeline and all the other oil pipelines that they want to build a common refrain you hear from the the oil people Uh um, when people say, please don't. Uh, put these pipelines through our waters, through our land. Is it the common thing you hear? Is these are state of the art, mm-hmm. best technology? Um, what happened in the past? Pipelines. That's different. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. What happened before is not going to happen again. It's better. It's better constructed. It's safer. They won't break. Yeah, as far as you know, right now. Right. But as we know, technology is always advancing and problems you can't possibly imagine are going to come up. So it, you start to weigh the cost benefit there. Um, I think of, of the building in San Francisco, this building, I forget the name of it, but that, remember it was recently built and it's literally just leaning like people, if there's like oh. all these lawsuits, it's a huge sky uh-huh. rise of condominiums and it is slowly sinking like, you know, uh, leading tower of Pisa, Pisa style. Yeah. And there's... They're trying to figure out how they had to stop the process of trying to fix it because of COVID. Right. But it's still like people can roll tennis balls just like right down their floors because oh. it's and, and, so and it, because it's in San Francisco and it, because it's in San Francisco, it's still like thirty five hundred dollars for a one bedroom. So it's like people <laughs> they're like, well, I people can't walk leave. straight, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. Oh, that's sad. Um, but something that you just made me realize was I, I think a you know, based on what you're saying, Chris, that it's like, you know, all the new stuff. Um, we, we, yes, of course we, it's state of the art, but we just, it hasn't been tried and true, right. It hasn't been tested. Um, I think something that Daniela said that rings true to me is that for these older structures, right. We know what works and we know what doesn't and what needs help. Right. So it's actually a, a safer or, um, way of of constructing in that you already know its flaws and you can fix them while maintaining you know the the you know the the good parts about sure. it you yeah know? well and they and have I, the history in general in, that yeah that that makes sense right you just have more information yeah right and they have the history i feel like i mean obviously some of these things are newer newer construction so it's new technology but why not turn to the European nations who are so much older than our country and have been building for, you know, centuries before that and may have some expertise. I'm sure. I mean, we're t- I'm talking like, like architects aren't doing their homework. I'm sure they are. <laughs> I don't mean to be right, dismissive right. in <laughs> any way. <laughs> <laughs> also the pyramids, pyramids, shout out, shout out to the pyramids. Shout out to the pyramids. For real. Can we talk to somebody job, who was guys. on, who's, who, can we talk to the people who built the pyramids at all? Is that, so can we get them on the, can we the, get a uh, Mayan? Can we get uh, Alex to look into uh, sure. getting a, <laughs> As a guest expert. Yeah, yeah, that should be easy. Um, No, but, uh, you know, we did end up throwing uh, uh, maintenance, correct? Uh, Yes, so we threw poor maintenance in the alarmist jail, and it was the corruption slash privatized infrastructure which received the big slap for this one. Mm. How do you feel about that, Reeves? I mean, after your conversation with the expert. I know that Daniela couldn't really speculate as to what he thought he was to blame because he. Yeah, you know, didn't have the information in front of him. Uh, 
But I do think his response in, you know, his, and his hope for the future just made me think like maintenance is important, yes. you know? So I feel like we were uh, in the ballpark. For sure. We had mentioned we wanted, uh, Farron mentioned she wanted to give br- uh, maintenance a rebrand. Yes. Uh, we yes. Just, like we he's on board on for that. Maintenance yes. with an exclamation point. <laughs> he's on, bo- he's on board for maintenance with an exclamation point, I would say. <laughs> I I suggested throwing an accent over one of the vowels. That was people didn't really get behind that. But mm. I, Daniele, might, I, he's Italian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, lo- they love a good accent, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I feel like that's we're if we're, if we had to pick something again. This is one of those that it's like it's just such an unfortunate sad situation yeah. right and put it this way daniele didn't build his own bridge of something to blame he reinforced right. the bridge we built of something to blame <laughs> good way of thinking about that chris thank you <laughs> um okay so i i think let's stick with that um and yeah i i, I feel good about that for now good so we should all um we should I'm add it to the list of things, but we should all be more proactive about inquiring and caring about the state of our bridges. Yes. <laughs> well, there's a it. huge infrastructure bill that's up. <laughs> now I'm going to yeah. be like looking every road I, I, I drive on on that database that he was talking about. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, reach out to your... Um, Elected oh yeah, You're, our our leaders in the Senate and the yeah. House of Representatives to and tell them you care about roads. W- yes, right, work on our infrastructure. <laughs> yeah. Um. So okay, good. Now, Clayton, is there any housekeeping that needs to happen? Because I I know you were t- talking to me about some of uh we need a, some help with reviews. Is that yes, right? Yes, I think we need. Uh, we got to make a strong push for some new reviews. Even if you've left one before, maybe you're feeling new and different today. I don't think like, they count though. If you do another one. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you create, if you create a fake name, I've done this a couple, six or seven times for the alarmist where I've done a fake name and I've done a good review. I don't think you could do that. I've done it. Uh, you just needed to create a new email. You have to sign up for Apple premium i think i'm i have i have five or six uh 15 there's no month apple, apple premium premium uh, accounts <laughs> chris that, is, those are all the 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 reviews leave, that say chris is my favorite well yes. i like to I, I like to have um a lot of different fake names out there on the internet to if i want to say something bad about somebody in mm. anonymously or something like that so i do a lot of that on the internet um, and well, particularly for our podcast, I do a lot of good reviews on different, different, with different names and stuff. Okay, I want to give a shout out to someone who is not Chris, who gave us a positive review, <laughs> um, named the Kelsey, uh, the Kelsey Renee. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, favorite podcast, five stars. Uh, and Kelsey says, I came across this podcast during COVID and I am so happy I did. This has become my absolute favorite podcast. It's educational and funny. As much as I loved history classes, I wish they were all taught like this podcast. I probably would have remembered things better. Ah, that's a nice, so nice. Yeah, really nice. Sometimes um, you got to inject a little bit of like modern, you know, give them a little TikTok with their history lesson and maybe that will <laughs> stick, you know, you'll remember it more. <laughs> a little fun. You know, I think of history as the best gossip. I probably yeah. said this before, mm-hmm. but it's my favorite gossip mag. 
You Ooh, know, I like that. So you should be like, did you guys hear about the, <gasps> you're not going to believe this and ever, and then you just tell, you know, then you just read a textbook. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite gossip is celebrity sex gossip. That's my favorite. Well, cool. we have, we have stuff on that. There's kings and queens of the <laughs> yeah. past. Kings and queens. Yeah. Kings and, and queens. Yeah. You know, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> we got you, Chris. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you so much to Daniele. And uh, again, you guys, thanks again for, for leaving your reviews and rating and subscribing to our podcast. It really helps just bring those numbers up and, and create more visibility for our show. And it's a just an easy way that you can help us continue to make new episodes because we still have our goal of 1 million episodes and it's not going to happen without reviews. Right. It's just not going to happen, you know? So thanks again to everyone. And we will be back next week and we are going to be covering The Shining. So it's going to be a fun week. Eerios. Powered by ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.